What's up? How are you? I'm doing great today. That's good. Monday morning, we're recording this. We got uh, up early for my man. Well, at least early for me on the the West Coast. Yeah, this is going to be a big one today. So uh, we just want to once again thank everybody who's been listening and ask if you are listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts that you rate and review the podcast. And if you are listening on YouTube to make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the videos, comment, all that everything helps us greatly so we appreciate that if you already have been doing it and also anybody who's been reaching out to us we appreciate you know all the kind words and feedback of what you like and don't like and today we're just going to get right into it we have a uh, very special guest we have someone that's been very influential in the DJ game he started his career at the age of 14 in a small town in North Carolina You have definitely seen an email from this man in your inbox. He's one of the best at marketing in the game. He has company offices in Charlotte, Charleston, Richmond, Raleigh, San Diego. He is now TikTok famous. He has his own custom DJ booth that you can buy. He also has his own podcast, the PhD podcast with Mike Walter. You might know him from the hashtag no Serato face DJ ads. Today is the... Today is an entrepreneur and educator for mobile DJs worldwide. He's a co-founder of the DJ Collective. He's an innovator. He's fashionable. He's handsome. Please help us welcome Joe Bunn. Yo. <laughs> Man, that was quite the intro. I, I was exhausted just listening to all the stuff I do. <laughs> you're an accomplished man i mean we got man. we got lots to talk about here dude i'm super stoked to be here episode 97 i finally made it on so thank you guys for having me <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I think to... i'm under 20 right wait what, what number is this what what number would this come out i'm sub 20 right 20. oh okay, okay no, good, under right? 20 way under 20 okay yeah fantastic okay well then i feel still like loved and needed we're trying to get you before 10 because i that's know that's true. your I podcast know. cut off but, uh... <laughs> listen if i'm not in the first 10 episodes damn it i'm not coming on <laughs> oh no nah, man there was some scheduling errors I, i'm sure of it i'm positive uh but no thanks for having me i'm super stoked to to chop it up with you two guys you know i i love and respect y'all both play your play your music play your edits all the time have learned like tremendous amounts of of knowledge from both of you and man i'm i'm just excited to be here i'm glad y'all are doing this it's it's really cool that y'all are putting this together smart thanks Thank man you. i mean we're yeah. also grateful for you always have us on the the vault twitch channel and rocking out with you guys uh you always crush it over there with some big numbers and you know we like to so get fun. weird and have some fun over there that's right that's right get weird <laughs> uh well we'd like to jump off with uh just some quick rapid fire just to oh, okay. kind of get your brain going a little bit let's do it what time do you wake up uh in the morning or the afternoon i am 7 a.m 7 a.m what is the best non-curse word one word insult <sighs> wow that's a good one <laughs> um yeah. fuck face <laughs> 
Oh wait. <laughs> That's a cuss word. Um, I think a uh, uh, douchebag. Is that a cuss okay. word? Yeah, yeah. I'll take, uh, that's not, I think I think that's good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what was the last thing you listened to on Spotify or Apple Music, if that's what you use? Uh, Spotify. Uh, the Weekends new album. Nice. Dawn FM. Love. No one likes Apple Music. Let's be honest. <laughs> Here we go. He, him and Apple. I'm a what? huge Apple fanboy. I just... No, he loves the products, but he hates their their music platforms. Let's just get yeah, that I straight. I don't use it either. I don't use it either. I don't either. I don't either. Uh, what's your favorite thing to do when not DJing? Uh, hang out with my kids. Who is your favorite remixer or, or producer? Man, I'm going Scoot. I'm going Scooter on this one. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll say I'll say followed immediately by Drew and Fuse. How about that? <laughs> well, that's it's, fine. It's, um, if you guys don't know Scooter, if you guys are listening, you can find all of his edits uh, on directmusicservice.com. Yes. So there you go. Uh, what is a popular song that you should be playing but makes you cringe and or you refuse to play? That's a great one. I, I would say anything Taylor Swift or Lizzo. Does that have to be a particular wow. song? I, I know. I just cut. I just cut right to it there. Fuse just did uh, <laughs> this weekend. He did a uh, an hour long all Taylor and Swift oh, at his at his bar. I would have killed. I would have killed myself. I can't do it. I don't know, you know why. So I'll just touch on that real quick. So uh, we were in New York on uh, November and uh, yeah. we walked into this party. They were like, it's 15 bucks to get in. And it's a Tuesday or something like that. And sure. we were like, why is it 15 bucks to get in? They're like, it's an all Taylor Swift night. And I was like, all right, cool. Here's 15 bucks. Let's go. Right. Because I had to check out what was going on inside. So me and my buddy Danny and my girlfriend Ashley go in. Sure enough, this dude is all Taylor Swift, and it is full, wow. and everybody's singing along to every song. So wow. we're sitting there, and Danny, who owns the bar and the club I play at, he's like, we should do this at the bar. So we did it at the bar, but we did it, we advertised it as the first hour, and I even came in and played an hour oh. early. So instead of starting at 10, I started at 9, and I did an hour of it, and people, it was filled. People showed up for it. They were there for it. I played the full 10-minute version of All Too wow. Well. Which is, like, wow. which is like the Purple Rain for millennials, I it would really say. It really is. <laughs> so, you went all in, man. <laughs> so, so, so mine nails on the chalkboard is uh, play that funky music. And I hit up yeah. Brian B. before this, our mutual friend. And he said... Yeah. Ask Joe why he's still playing play that funky music. I play it. I, I, I it's it's it would be one out of eight weekends though. It would be one out of eight weekends, and it would it would be like a normally like a second wedding kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like if I knew I needed those, so right. they were older couple. They were in that demographic when they were. I'm trying to think of whatever age they would have been in in '70 whenever that song came out. He he's mistaken, dude. And I don't. I, I rarely. <laughs> pre I used to play brick house play that funky music back to back that was just the segue oh, yeah. that was the mix i always did that mix and he's just way off on his he he's he's out <laughs> of his mind dude all those songs that were you know these cliche wedding songs i've tabled so many of them we are family celebration i can't tell you the last time i played most of those uh oh what a night december 1963 like all that stuff i've i've shelved it if i need it or if it's on the must play list or you know a parent or grandparent comes up yeah i might work it in but he's mistaken man i don't i so don't want to play that stuff I know anymore he's just, either 
<laughs> he's just uh just clowning because he he's knows a I ball hate that buster <laughs> i will say i have brought back we are family I, okay i don't like that song but Me i neither. just started uh <laughs> i needed something like because dancing queen became so big uh, yeah all of a sudden sure. right so i just needed sure. something i know I, I do the staying alive but just something after that and it was always like on the request list. it, it okay. does big so i don't know yeah okay yeah it all right we got there. a couple more random okay left uh sure your most memorable night in the dj booth Man, these are tough. Man, some of this stuff really goes back to college, you know what I mean? Which for me was 20, Jesus, man. I mean, it's like 25 years ago, maybe more. And I just remember playing a, a, a certain fraternity party. It was outside. And you have to understand, like, when I came up in school, I went to Carolina. I, I was the closer for, so that my openers would be Dave Matthews. Then I would play after Hootie and the Blowfish. Edwin McCain, like that, that was like, you're opening for me, bitch. You know what I mean? Like that was, that was what was happening then. Ben Folds five. I mean, he's from Chapel Hill. So they would play these fraternity parties. And I remember it was after a football game or something. And I just remember being grossly underpowered was my main problem with it. I didn't have enough speakers, but I was on the front boards of the frat house looking out and it was just like a, a sea of people. Like you couldn't even have walked through that fraternity court. And I just remember being up on that porch with these probably giant, you know, carpeted stack speakers at whatever the max volume, everything in the red and playing whatever was hot in 1993 and just crushing that party. And I'll, I'll, I'll never forget that. And, and some of those other college memories, that was really like the, the start of, of Joe Bunn as a entity. That's cool. That's a feeling you just can't get over, which I think is why all of us still do it chasing that that little minute right there right that is man and and i've said before so i turned 50 a few months ago and i've i've pinged and 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 warned these people out that i know that work here for these big venues you know the the coastal credit amphitheater so what that would be where keith Thurman would play twenty five thousand, or the smaller one right here that i can almost see out the window probably five six thousand and i'm like i want i need one more show in front of one more big crowd like you know, I can't pull that many people, but like, put me on before, I don't care, Keith Urban, put me on before anybody, man, and just let me play one more set for about 30 minutes, man, and let me film it and just get that feeling one more time before I'm an old man, and every summer when the shows start coming back, I wear them out, man, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that shit happen one more time, dude, because I can't, I gotta get it on tape, you know what I mean? I want it to be almost like a documentary or, or I want to, I want like, just give me the shittiest green room. Give me 20, 30 minutes and just let me burn through some hits, man. And then put the band on. And I promise you, man, it will be a magical night. So I, I mean, I've seen you speak. I've heard all your podcasts and stuff. And I, I know uh, one that's come up in the past is you, you're like a local legend right there. Um, <laughs> you know, everyone knows you down there. No, I, you know, they were joking about it. They thought you were joking, but then all of a sudden everyone knew you. And I'm just saying, how is it possible you couldn't pull that off? I think because it's so Live Nation, Ticketmaster-ish. You know what I mean? I think but it's, it's usually just gonna, some radio station, right? It, it yeah, it's gonna need. It's I just I think it's gonna be, need to be the right show, the right 
it's just all got to fall into place, man. It's a bucket list item, but it's not that far-fetched. It's going to happen. If I have to rent the damn stadium out on a freaking <laughs> Thursday, on a Wednesday night, I'm going to do it. Make a hundred yeah, of my I'm... friends come stand in the very front, and we'll just make it look like it's packed. Or we just, you know, Photoshop it like it's, like, packed all the way to the lawn. I, I think you it. could do it. I need it. I just need it, man. I got to have that as my final, my final, uh, whatever. Jewel in the in the Thanos glove. How about that? <laughs> the the, the, the stone i totally get it what's uh one piece of advice you would tell young joe bun knowing all that you know now save your money save your money i just i just spent too much money on on not not even necessarily dumb yeah dumb stuff cars you know mainly cars and just dumb shit man and just learn from other people have a mentor have a business coach and save your money you know you don't need you know, 50 employees, you don't need the, you know, the office at the top of the nicest building in town. Like just be, run your company super lean and, and save your money. Investments or just put it in the bank or under the pillow. I mean, if you can invest even better, I don't know enough about crypto to get into that, but I'm, I mean, real estate, especially in somewhere like Raleigh or, or these cities that are growing exponentially or current, you know, consistently on the U.S. top 10 list like we are in Raleigh, real estate, man, get a building. Like I've been pissing away money on rent forever, you know, in this, in this, in this building I'm in. And it's just, I need to, to be more proactive in getting a building, even if it's a piece of shit and I, and I change it, you know what I mean? And I, I make it the headquarters. I just watched your YouTube video on the little walkthrough of where you're at right now. And it's impressive all you've done with that. It, just that little space that you have is yeah. I, I was impressed it's it's really cool man hopefully you can get out here and we can and i can show you but i mean yeah it's it's the room i'm in now it's more for the consults when they hopefully do come back in person and then you know in the middle the, over there to my right is more like the whole storage area and then you walk through that and you're in basically a all white room where i stream and shoot all my you know educational videos against the white wall and then a little gallery wall so yeah there's a great um Great little tour I put on YouTube recently. Yeah, I, I just watched that last night. And your rent's still probably a fraction of the price of yeah. what I pay. <laughs> it is. It is. But it's still like, you know, even if it's only whatever, 1500 times 12, that's what, 18000 a year? You know, I mean, it's just yeah. it's just wasted. Like, I, that, I should be putting that towards a building of some sort, you know? 100% agree with that. Totally. Anyway. Well, do, do you guys want to jump right into this uh, Serato mm -hmm. Top 5? Yeah, sure. So, okay. Go ahead. Joe, you know we do the uh, Serato Top 5, so we're just going to ask you to uh, tell us uh, the top five songs uh, of your play count whenever you're ready. Hit us with yeah, the... Yeah, so uh, I, I thought that it was... Um, I felt like my play counts were kind of off, but once I hit sort, it, it seems pretty accurate. So number one, I mean, I don't know if I should be embarrassed or, or proud of these, uh, <laughs> is the DJ Scooter remix of Bye Bye Bye, the short edit. Available on yeah. directmusicservice.com. Okay. Um, I don't know something time. about that one just slaps. I don't. It, it's it's almost like he changed it musically enough to where it's not so cheesy. It's almost. It's more, at a better um, BPM too. That's what it is. Is that what it is? Because yeah, because the, the original's at eighty eight, and I think it's at oh, ninety. Oh, this one's ninety five. Yeah, ninety five. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's what it is. Okay, mm -hmm. it's so it's pumped up like seven. Uh, BPM, and then it just sounds more current and groovy. Yeah. Shout out, Scooter. Second one, don't know who made the edit, but it does say in the album, directmusicservice.com, Ocean Avenue blended with OPP. That's, That's a, a yellow that. car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scooter, yeah. Scooter part two. Shout out, Scooter. 
<laughs> I told you. Uh, sometimes I just show up and just play scooter edits, and people think I'm really good. Number three, the original version, radio edit, Icona Pop. I love it. I play that, I don't know, obviously a lot. That's been one that we haven't got yet that okay. I am shocked because I play that all the time, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, high in my end as well. Okay, but, good, yeah, good. It's the first time I've heard not, it. Okay, I'm not embarrassed. Whitney, I want to dance with somebody is okay. uh, number four yeah. right right after that and then even though i'm not a beyonce fan crazy in love is right there at number five yeah that's I a big agree. one too yeah those are i think master monk when we had him on uh whitney houston i want to dance with somebody was one of his top okay. five i don't think but crazy in love i agree that's another one nobody's mentioned that i feel like still still hits pretty big and it's and it's just i'm just playing it straight from the record right from the, the horn blast one of, Go ahead. One Sorry. of the only Beyonce songs I play. <laughs> uh, me I'm too. Not a bit, me I'm not a bit, that's like her best song to me. To yeah. me, not even a question. Not. I don't even feel like it's been been touched since. And I could use it with or without Jay Z. I'll be honest. Like it just, it just that that sample. I forget where it came from. The horns are just huge. And then honorable mention would be the Party in the USA, Britney Loop, and then I go into uh, Baby One More Time. So those are basically back to back because I always yep. segue those together. Anyway, love it. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good ones. Thanks, I have man. a Whitney edit I need to send you. Uh, Ooh, I, I, I was going to say one of my DJs down in Charleston made one that I need to send you as well. It, it starts a yeah. lot differently, and it's I think you'll like it, and he's no editor. I don't know how he came up with this. But. The, this is the one I've been playing is uh, I, I basically cut out all the verses, so it's the hook, Ooh. and then it Ooh. goes into the somebody about he, somebody about ha, yeah. that, that bridge yeah, part, yeah. and then yeah. back into the, the key change of the hook, and that's it. Ooh, okay. So there's yeah, no there's no part where it kind of dives, right? The energy, right, right, right. The energy, it's just. I up think there. his starts um, with like a beat, and then I think it goes into the acapella chorus. So you know, there's not that whole like confusion of what song is this until it gets to the chorus for people that don't really know music. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Anyway, I'll send it to you. I think you might like it. Yeah, it's so funny that that I want to dance with somebody is so big, but right that if you play the clock strikes the, oh, the yeah yeah regular, yeah. It's like, yeah people are like what is this yeah song what's happening what's happening god <laughs> give it a minute honey jesus yeah, yeah. they're so impatient they're <laughs> not they're not nowadays they don't want to hear that build up they, they don't got two minutes <laughs> they, the they really don't oh man. that was it that was it no Golly, Come out man. it's just so oh. funny how you can that that change makes the song from like a banger yeah not a banger yeah it's like if you're playing it with just the standard way it comes in it's it's not gonna work but it if ain't you play it. The, the hook first yeah. it's everything you're right man skip right to it um well we're talking about music that you're forced to play just want to know you know i again i've heard you speak a couple times and you know i know you're big into concerts so we one one of the things that you spoke about was getting on stage with uh jared leto of 30 seconds to mars just want to hear about kind of the music that you're into and what you know you go to a lot of shows like what what are you uh seeking out these days are you looking for new music is it still nostalgia stuff man it's funny um i'm always looking for new stuff i love when people People send me something. I love to go in the discover section of, of Spotify, for example. I love that their algorithm knows that I like X, so they'll suggest, suggest X, you know. I love, 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 love my concerts, man. I have tons of tickets already bought for, for the coming year. Who do you got um, coming up here? I got, um, 
Man, again, this is all allegedly, you know, depending on what happens with the world. Um, I got everything. I got I got everything from girl talk at a little bitty club in Asheville to wow. Motley Motley Crew at Bank of America Stadium with eighty thousand with Poison, Joan Jett, and Def Leppard. I got uh, Imagine Dragons next month. I got Keith Urban. I, love, I, I don't like country, but I've got a soft spot for Keith Urban for some reason. <laughs> I got the Foo Fighters here. Oh, all uh, right. That'll be a good one. I don't know, Have man. And Have you seen that? I've seen them a couple times. Yeah. And they played so long that like I, I was just, I was exhausted. I'm like, how is Grohl still doing this? He's screaming <laughs> the entire three plus hours. Yeah, I love it. It was nuts. Man, I, I don't, I, I just keep all these like in my phone. So those are the ones I can think of off the top of my head. I got to go see the weekend. I think he's releasing his date soon because uh, he got he you know he got skipped over that whole album with Blinding Lights. I mean he didn't even get to tour on that record, so he's going to yeah. basically be touring off two albums. All these new pop punk guys I love, and I wanted to hate Machine Gun Kelly so bad. I wanted to hate him. This kid Mod Son is incredible. I mean Need to Breathe from South Carolina. I can't. They can do no wrong to me. They put out two albums during the pandemic. This band Are those Laney, your sons influencing yeah. you? Are a little bit on that no man my sons are trapped out i mean they are uh <laughs> playboy cardi you know kodak black and they don't cuss which is i feel like i've really accomplished something when they're 13 and 16 so it's like <laughs> that kodak black you know super gremlin it's like you switch like a pussy little bitch and and i hear davis in the back going like a plb <laughs> <laughs> He was in the car yesterday. I was like, what? He's like, like a PLB. I was like, dude, at least you're not, you know, out there singing Super Gremlin at school. I think I think PLB is almost cooler. It is almost cooler. So he, you know, but that's the only real commonality we have is my oldest. Uh, he, Kanye hung the stars and moon, man. He thinks, I mean, look, I he made me go down to Atlanta to go see this Donda album listening party. It wasn't even a concert. Yeah. It's just Kanye walking around in the stadium playing the record that wasn't even finished uh we're really going to this he was like we we don't know when he's gonna ever do anything again we, we have to go and then he did three other album release parties but he i, I mean he had me oh dude it was it was magical it was really like special like just i think it was because i was with him and he'd never seen i've seen kanye like my my phone videos from concerts people were like that's not real and i'm like it's real. I was basically on the stage handing the the guitar picks to the guys. Yes, that is where my seat was. I don't sit in the lawn. I'm not sitting in the middle. I don't want to be in some box. I want to be like, if you're not sweating on me and I can't like hand you your guitar, I'm not going to that show. People will be like, well, you want to go see the so-and-so? And I'm like, well, where are the tickets? Oh, A24. And I'm like, no, I'll be on the A1. And you can come find me if you want to see what it's really like up there. I can't do Fuse. it. I just won't do it. Fuse has never heard the the Jared Leto story. If you could do a Jesus short Christ. version, the of that. short version of I I'm I mean Thirty Seconds to Mars to me is just like godlike. Leto is so weirdly cool. The fact that we have almost the exact same birthday. The guy's literally fifty. How he never that, ages. He, I don't know he must be a vampire. Look at the guy. Look so, at the, his new movie look, Morpheus. Is that's a vampire, what I'm saying. Right? He is a vampire. We go to Charlotte. It was like a, a a radio show, and it was like five bands before they came on. So the gates open. I run to the front. I'm like, I'm staying here all day. 
It was like Walk the Moon was the last band that came out before them. I remember that. And they kind of killed. And by then, you know, it's filled in, whatever. It's starting to get late. And I look at the group around me and I said, there's not a world that exists in which I'm not getting on this fucking stage. Tonight. <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I know for a fact they're going to pull a group up at the end. All right. They're going to pull a group up at the end. They just, this is what they do. And when they do, I'm pointing to this big redneck guy. I bought him a beer. So like a beer is $25. So now he's like indebted to me. <laughs> yeah. You're putting me up there. Like, I'm not that big, man. Like, I know, like, this guy's a monster. I'm like, just give me your hand and launch me up there. <laughs> and it gets to, like, the midpoint of the show, and he goes, I'm looking for the craziest fan in the audience. And this dude, without being prompted, because I'm waiting for the end of the show, you know, for, for Kings and Queens. That's when they always put He's like, this guy right here. And he literally takes me like a sack of potatoes and basically launches me on the set. There's a video of this. I got, I'll send you, I'll take you the video. If you, he launches me. He's first, he's bouncing me like a baby. Like, well, yeah, yeah. Like presenting me as an offering and Leto's like kind of trying to like act like he doesn't see me like look into the crowd of 25,000, but he's just sees this grown man getting pumped up and down like a, like a, like, like, like a rag doll. Yes. Like yes. And so he, he, he basically launches me up there and somehow at the same time, he picks two little kids, like a brother and a sister. So I'm up there with two little kids and I'm like, <laughs> what, what's happening? There's no crowd. Like, it's just us. And finally I'm like, oh fuck, I realize I need to take out my phone. And like, I look at his brother and he's just kind of playing this like beat and like Leto's basically like inciting, like the, you know, the split, the crowd. You know, oh, 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 and I'm just holding my phone like I'm on stage, like I'm looking at Shannon Leto, and I'm like, thumbs up. And he's like, yeah, you made it up here. I mean, it was the most like surreal, <laughs> dreamlike sequence. Like when I watched the video back, I'm like, this can't be real. And he asked me my name. He's like, what's your name, brother? I'm like, Joe, where are you from? Raleigh, North Carolina, like 20,000 people. I mean, I was like, ah, and I was like, fuck what's happening right now dude i'm on this like i'm not even in the the group shot i'm in the damn little kid part of the show how it was so nuts man i i love that that memory that story that video like are so like dear to me man it was one of the most like memorable nights of my life i now, love some of these that story some of these uh pop punk bands that you're naming are do you go to any of those shows i mean they're not quite on arena they have, they're probably a little too small right no they're not they're more like uh you know like the ritz which would hold like two thousand, but they haven't really come through that kid mod son who dates avril lavigne he came through charlotte but i think i was out of town i hadn't seen machine gun kelly i hated him as a rapper i think that his his rock record is great though man he and travis barker <laughs> <laughs> kind of single-handedly somehow to revive the, the entire movement, quite frankly. I had tickets Whenever, to the show here in Cincinnati, yeah, but I, yeah, uh, yeah. I bought four when they announced it. It was the first show announced after everything yeah. was shut down. Uh, but I sold all four tickets and made so much money off of it that I was like... Right, yeah, you didn't feel bad <laughs> not missing, not going yeah, yeah. yeah. I get I, it. I gotta say, I really like his music, but I think I said this on a, a prior episode. I really like that album. I just yeah. hate everything that it's like that people are go and maybe it's just a personal thing and I need to get over it, but I hate, I hate that everybody's like, we're rock and roll now and we're going to go oh, to the right, show right. and wear leather pants because right, right, I like right. MGK and I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, no, yeah, you can we, go to a rock show without being rock and roll. Like you can yeah, just yeah. be yourself and like the music. Yeah. No. And plus we did this already. We've already lived through this chapter of music, quite frankly, but it's back. I think it's cool though. I like the. It is cool. I like what they're doing. I think it's cool. 
I want to just segue a little bit here. You know, I think you watching or just your ear to the pulse of what's kind of happening with music and current artists and all that kind of stuff. You're always coming up with these crazy commercial ideas. You know, just wanted to kind of talk about it. Fuse uh, was just talking today about that you chopped the the roof off of that car for that the Otis. And, and I'm just curious how you come up with some of these ideas and yeah. what what spawns this? Yeah, I talked about this a little bit in Chicago. There was one of the DJ conferences last year called Marquee. And I remember going and I was a little, I was just going through some weird things. I was like, man, what am I going to talk about? And I just was like, man, I never really talk about where these ideas come from. And so the whole seminar is about, I don't know, two thirds of the seminar was about inspiration and where I get some of these ideas. And, you know, and that's what it is. It's inspired. It's it's inspiration. Like even from back when we used to do the wedding shows, like I would see um, I would be in the mall and, and see a store window that had these really cool, long extension cords with exposed bulbs on them you know, like as a window display. And I'd be like, oh man, we should do that. Put up a canopy and put those behind us at a wedding show. So more people are like, yo, what's going on over here? Or I was like, I feel like I can get a car on Craigslist that runs for a thousand dollars. Let's chop the top off and put a DJ booth in the back because I saw that Otis video where they did it to the Maybach with, with Kanye and Jay-Z. You know, I, I did that decades video for my birthday, you know, and it was all just like, I've lived through five decades of music. Like, let's take something from the 70s, 80s, 90s, you know. So I'm always inspired by other things. And I'm always just eyes open, you know, awareness of pop culture, of videos that I loved as a kid, you know, movies that I loved as a kid. And it's just kind of one of those things where you always have your phone in your pocket. So just have a notes tab or, a you know, a Trello or whatever you keep notes on and 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 just keep notes or, or take pictures, you know what I mean? Even better, take pictures and move them into your notes thing. Like I've always got a running list of video ideas or photograph ideas. Um, and I think that's what you, you have to do if you're kind of the sole marketer of your company or companies plural. Do you find, I feel like you're always posting about your sons and it seems like you guys have a really good relationship. Do you find that, you know, they've helped you stay relevant in ways? Yeah, I do. I mean, I I feel if 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 anything, you know, they've they've helped me stay pseudo youthful. You know what I mean? They are, are definitely, especially my oldest. He's an artist, man. I mean, he's not he's not an athlete. Never was. I took him to everything you could take a kid to: basketball, football, karate this that and the other my youngest is the athlete you know he's not as creative he's he's you know he listens to what everybody else is listening to colin you know my oldest he's he makes his own clothes he's always at the thrift shop he he's just uh, he'll come home and be like oh i got this new band this kid from sweden like check this out and i'm like i don't know man this ain't it for me but like i'm <laughs> i'm happy that you discovered it and it's not what everybody else is listening to you know again our our common interests are or our common you know ground always seems to come back to kanye and what he's doing you know with, whether it's with clothes fashion or whether it's with music we always seem to like that's our that's our boy together but they definitely keep me keep me youthful and and you know yes i spent the whole weekend with with davis my youngest and his friends i'm like so we went and rode go-karts on saturday and then you know yesterday we went to the drive shack or the uh, whatever the top golf type place 
And they just make fun of me because I'm terrible at both go-karts and golf. <laughs> but I mean, I'm just, if nothing else, I got to hang out with them and hear their lingo. And, and like, I'll bring up all my old lingo. I'm like, I get, every time I grab the driver, let the big dog hunt. And they're like, what does that mean? I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I heard it somewhere <laughs> one time on a golf show. And then, you know, shank the ball into the woods. And I'm like, I chili dipped it. And they're like, what does that mean? I'm like, I, I feel like I've heard some golfer say he chili dipped it. And I'm just, I mean... It's he'll good be, times, he'll be stealing those soon enough. My daughter <laughs> yeah, exactly. My daughter exactly. steals all my one-liners. She makes fun oh. of me the whole time, and then the next thing, her friends go over, and they're all saying my one-liners. I'm like, oh, all of a sudden. Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, wait a minute. Where'd y'all get that? No, that's cool. <laughs> oh, just gonna. You've been uh, you've been gigging a lot this month. Uh, this Not this month. Yeah, the, these these I had about. Uh, to be fair, about three corporate things really big lined up, and I do not think they're going to happen. I think one bailed yesterday, one bailed today, and we'll see if this third one bails. They were all corporate. The weddings seem to be holding steady. Um, February is the same, not very busy, even traditionally, not not even in the world of of, of bullshit that we live in now. But but the MEX show, the mobile experience, a mobile, whatever they're calling it now, photo booth and DJ show is in Las Vegas, and that'll be in February. I'll be there. Uh, doing a presentation with the crate hackers guys and then we'll be there i'll be y'all y'all are gonna be there fantastic and then yeah. i'll and then i'll be back a few days and then i'm going to mexico to a digital marketing conference with the kind of the the godfather of it all this guy russell brunson that we follow and he's kind of the funnel god so so yeah. i got some things coming up and then i got plenty of shows you know for this year I'm, I'm i'm probably i don't run like a lot of these guys man i'll probably i do about 40 45 shows in a year i don't i don't do the 120 show jan i mike walter deal i i keep mine more more lean you know play about once a week try and do my absolute best get really good clients that seem to love me and and just keep it moving man i got too many other things to do i guess and, no i think anyway. it's great i i also noticed that it seems like you you've got the setup pretty streamlined now too but it looks awesome and i think that's one thing i like about all your stuff is when i see pictures it's all like Really streamlined, but really clean. I mean, also yeah. you've got the, uh, the 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 Joe Bun booth. Yes, which... you do. You do. I, I mean, I, I'm I couldn't have ever predicted that I would have a product, you know, that has my name on it. Which, you know, there's sometimes good and bad with having your name on a product. Um, but I mean, that just started as a as a dream, you know, an idea, a a goal of like let's stop setting up on top of this plastic table with a dirty ass linen on it, and let's look better. And the original uh, company was called Vision. It was me and one of my DJs, and we were making them out of fiberglass. And it took two months to get one, and now you know here we are on the you know starting on batch number four, which is you know another hundred. So we're, we've all, we've made four hundred now. And they're all over the world. We sent two to Israel. We sent some to Japan to a soldier, a U.S. soldier over there. There's, you know, Canadians have them. They're all over the United States. And I, I love mine. And, man, it's it's one of those things where I'm so proud because every weekend I get tagged in all these posts and, and people are showing me their setups. And all the content on on the Instagram, which is Bun Gear, B-U-N-N-G-E-A-R, is all uh, UGC, you know, user-generated content. It's all sent in by by DJs that own the booth. And it's very rare One to of my see favorite. somebody like that hype about a product that they buy. Well, two of my favorite uh, parts of the booth is one, the rack in the, 
Yeah. The column. I think that's that's the biggest advantage over all of the other anything that's similar is that that rack. Yeah. And also that it comes in bags, you know? Yep. Just the the portability. Everyone wants these hard cases and you're trying to get the venues are closing in on setup times more and more. It's like you gotta get yeah. in with in and out in an hour, which yeah. is you know almost impossible. So bring some crazy Heavy road cases just seems we just out of yeah man we, we don't do we I've never been a road case guy I, you know I can see the advantages for certain venues but around here man I'm in barns I'm in you know downtown places that may or may not have an elevator working like I just I need to be like mobile a lot of times I'm by myself you know I've had this guy Saquon with me for about six months he'll come with me most Saturdays lately and it's more to shoot content than anything else. Um, but man, my guys roll by themselves, and 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 a lot of mobile DJs do. And have they? They've got a midsize SUV. They load up their gear and they they go rock. And that's why we built it. Man, it's it's mobile. I did see the uh, post you made of recently. You were at a venue. It, it was really cool. It looked like historic, Jeez. all all white. Gorgeous. And uh, you yeah. posted that uh, the elevator was out, so you had to uh, haul everything out the steps. And, Dude. you know, had you not had a more streamlined setup, that could have been pretty bad. So It, it could have been disastrous. You, yeah. Why don't you tell us some of the, like, what is your setup, your main <clears throat> yeah, setup? Yeah, so my main setup is, you know, speakers are, are going to be EV. They're, I mean, I don't want to say they're my sponsor, but they're my sponsor. I mean, I use their <laughs> their microphones and their speakers, but I love them. The, the white EV Evolve 50s just are perfect for what I normally do, which is about 150 people. These these corporate events that I'm doing or were, was going to do this month, massive, you know, in the thousands of people, but those are, are done by line array and all that PA would be brought in by somebody else. I would just show up with my command center, my bun gear piece. Yeah. Did you help influence kind of pushing the white speaker on them? Because Jan, I, I, I did. Jan, I did. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would, I would, there, I would be gravely mistaken if I did not give him props for that. I'm pretty sure he rode them hard for the white speakers, like yeah. paint job or whatever, because they came out in black originally. But he, I, I, I feel like I need to give Jani props on that. Jason Jani, if you don't know him, folks, major talent. And, He'll uh, be on the show eventually. Oh yeah, sooner than later. All right, so hold on. So I'll, let me, I'll finish the lineup. So Bun Gear <laughs> Command Center, BunGear.com, EV Evolve 50s, uh, usually eight Astera AX1s, which are these LED-looking tubes uh, that are extremely expensive, but so worth it because I've tried some other ones that didn't look nearly like that. Uh, EV RE3 microphone, Pioneer DDJ 1000, SRT, always MacBook Pro, the new, newest, and that's my setup. With the Sarahs that you're using now, did you cut back on bringing out moving heads? Did you just cut those I out did. of the lineup altogether? I kind of cut them out of the lineup. Yep. I was using Chauvet Intimidator Spot 360s in white with the, uh, the Nova Pro pop-up totems with a white scrim. And I just kind of leave those behind now and just take the Astera AX1s. Because it's way easier, right? Those, those aren't light, but at least it's uh, you're not carrying in those giant truss. Correct. No truss, no road case for the movers, blah, blah, blah. That's the only thing I have in a road case was those movers because it just makes more sense to me to move those and those. So the show is just I, I think better. it just is right. Everybody's seen movers, whether it's at a concert or a DJ, man. Th those tubes, unless you've you know been watching music videos, people rarely see them or car commercials. Like they're, you know, and shout out to that kid. What's his name that showed us those like a few years ago at the collective? Uh, Jacob. Oh, Jacob. Jacob. Yeah. That was the first time I ever saw him was in yeah. uh, Arizona in 2019. 
Like all of us wanted to buy them after that show. It was like, what <laughs> are these things? And then crazy. we all looked up the prices and we're like, never mind. And then he <laughs> came, came back around to it. But those good. stands that you found for him too are pretty awesome. Did you they, find they those? Are, or I did not, man. The, the guy reached out to me. He saw my pictures and posts and he was a DJ out in Seattle um, and he was following me and he was like, man, your setup is killer, but those photo stands are garbage. I have built magic and this guy does more lighting than DJing. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, I'll send you a set. I was like, oh, even better. And he sent me a set. And in fact, I just sent that set along to Jani and he sent me a white powder coated set. So now I have a white set of these, these Astera stands. It's Lightsmiths Seattle, Lightsmith Seattle, if you want to find him on Instagram or whatever. They're not cheap, but neither are the AX1s. So if you're going to get a stand, I feel like he made the perfect one. Like I, it was something I was looking at. Like maybe we could add these to our product line. And once I saw his, I was like, nope, he, he's, there's no way I could make them as good as these. And so. And I, this all comes part of your, your main package. This is your main go-to. Yeah. You know, you're not, it's not like an upsell. It's just like, Hey, this is, no, this is my no, experience. No, yeah. Boom. This is what I bring out. Right. This, when you book Joe Bunn, I'm bringing this stuff. This is what it looks like. And I could pretty much show a picture of it. Another question I have, and it's just cause we have a lot of younger listeners. Do you ask for the floor plan ahead of time? So that you can make sure that your front center, cause a lot um, of times, at least here in California, we're getting thrown in the yeah. corner. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. But I it's think bad. that's because the they're just used to ugly setups, right? So that's probably a lot new, of it. yeah. They don't want to see okay. you in the background because they think you're going to bring trash and your cables are going to be a mess and everything. I've been lucky enough that number one, I know most of the venues and the venues know me, so they know I want to be right up on that dance floor, and I I do want to be front and center. Um, I'm also fortunate that a lot of my shows come through a wedding planner. And the wedding planner, you know, works with the couple so that I don't have to do as much work with the couple. And they usually send me a floor plan well in advance of the show. And if I see something weird, I'm not going to throw a fit, but I'll say, hey, Aaron, like, can you maybe mention to her that that I should be here? And, you know, I might circle where like I this would be a better spot if they really want to party. Like this is going to be a more prevalent space for me to be, you know, send them this picture, show them what my setup looks like. And then, you know, let's go from there. And nine times out of 10, they'll change it. They'll be like, yep, you know, this is an important part of our wedding. He should be there, not in the corner playing over table 10 and nine. You know what I mean? Like I just, that corner deal was not good. So uh, you mentioned you're going to be in Vegas uh, yeah. for the Mex. Um, are you t- tell us a little more about like speaking at conferences and stuff and how yeah, that's. Man. So, I mean, that that's that really has been my career or you know part of my career for like a, a decade or more is I, I really became an educator 10 or so years ago. I started writing for a lot of the DJ magazines that were out, like Mobile Beat Magazine. I used to write for the Disc Jockey News, which was a newspaper that came every month. And then I parlayed that into speaking at these conferences in Las Vegas and Atlantic City. And that was kind of how people originally knew me, which parlayed that into the DJ's vault you know, which is this paid online membership community for DJs, mainly private event DJs. And I think I just got so tired of speaking at these conferences and they all kind of, to be fair, Frank, uh, hate each other. So they don't want you to do the same content. So every single conference I was having to come up with a new presentation, new slides, memorize the slides, come up with new jokes, come up with new engaging things. And it was exhausting. And and not to mention, you're only speaking to a few hundred people. And I was like, man, I have to take everything that's up here after all these years and put it into this 
this vault and that's how the vault was born you know and that has 1200 members in it you know like my reach is so much bigger than just speaking at a conference and hoping people pay the ticket come to chicago or come to vegas and you know and see me and so i'll still speak at a conference i mean still don't get paid but i just like to teach and i'm going to be there regardless so i might as well try and spread some knowledge while i'm there um, I love the vault. I, I was a member. I have a couple of videos up on there. Dropbox video and a Serato tutorial for those people that need those. It it really has done so much for a lot of people. It's been huge. I, I, I just see it as such a better resource than going to a show because you could do it on your own time and, yeah. you know, just pace yourself and your content's always coming out. Uh, how many month. videos do you Man, I so it's I mean, my goal and I did it started in February 2019. So we're one month from the three year anniversary, which we're going to have a streaming party. That's going to be amazing. And every the, I have not missed it yet. The very first day of every month, no matter what day that falls on, is always going to be new content. And it's usually six new videos and then uh, one or two new documents. And then all throughout the month, usually every Wednesday. So, for example, tomorrow or a Wednesday, this Wednesday, we've got Jason Jan and I kind of coming on to give like the the year kickoff, if you will, or Drew's been on or whatever. We have a guest on the webinar. So those are also in the vault as well. So, I mean, there are hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds, marketing, sales, training, hiring videos in the vault. And it just, I just keep on, you know, creating content. That's why I have my own studio now is because I'm always shooting content. It's the DJsVault.com if you want to see what we're talking about. And well, I'm just, we're, we're big tech here. You got your own camera guy that has his own shit, or do you have, have you purchased some of these cameras now just no. to have set up and no, you're I, not I, doing I, the, that? Every, everything, the umbrellas, like all the lights and the teleprompter and everything stay set up in the room. And then the videographer shows up on usually two to five days a month. And then we have a, a list of things we're going to do that day. So he'll be here tomorrow, I think. And we'll shoot uh, all the TikToks for February, probably, or at least the ones about the music trivia. And then we'll probably shoot a review of the Mixstream Pro by Newmark, which I've been messing around with, which has speakers built into it and it doesn't need a <laughs> laptop. Literally, like yeah. I logged into my BeatSource account and just started DJing on it the other day. And that'll be it for that day. And then he'll be back, you know, a few days later and we'll do the vault content that drops on February 1st and probably some commercials for Crate Hackers and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's it's always kind of like a game plan before he gets here. The majority of it's set up. And then, you know, even out here, there's just like interesting train tracks and just trees and whatnot. I mean, if we need to go outside and shoot, we can shoot pretty much everything around here. I'm curious about the TikTok. It's just blown up for you. And I mean, Man. obviously, we all have our finger on the pulse. And I hear so many DJs just hate on, oh, I'm not doing that. But, you know, I think they said the same thing with Instagram forever, <laughs> exactly. right? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. And and when it was MySpace, I ain't going to Facebook. Yeah. You know, yeah. screw that. And I think I've started going on it. Uh, well, I it's, haven't for it, a while. It, yeah. But it, what it, inspired it, you to start making these videos? Or what, how did you just man. come up with your niche? I I stole it. I stole the niche, and I steal a lot of the material from Mike Walter, who I do the podcast with. My podcast is yeah. called the PhDJ Podcast, and Mike Walter he wrote a book about two or three years ago. It was called On This Date, not On This Day, On This Date in Music. So you can buy it if you want. It's a really great book. It's like a coffee table book. And for every single day of the year, starting January one, he 
he writes a story about some song or an artist or something that happened on that day in music, on this date in music is what it's called, .com. I called up Mike one day. I don't know. It was one of those things. I woke up one morning. I was like, oh, my God, I think I've got a TikTok, like a series, because everybody says, got to find a niche, need a series. And I, and I call him up. I'm like, Mike, I got something for you, man. Like, just pull a little paragraph from the book or take the, the story you wrote, narrow it down to like 20 seconds if you can. And do a TikTok. He's like, man, I don't have time for that shit. And I go, well, if you're not going to do it, man, I'm going to do it. And I'll tell people I stole them from your book. And he was like, knock yourself out. We started September 1. And by the 7th, I had gone viral with a poorly told Eric Clapton story. I said (laughs) that Eric Clapton wrote Wonderful Tonight while waiting for his girlfriend or wife to get ready, which was true. They were going to a birthday party for Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly had died about 20 years previous. What I should have said was they were going to what would have been Buddy Holly's 40th birthday celebration or the late Buddy Holly's birthday party. And when I left that word out, every asshole on the internet that's smarter than me (laughs) just went apeshit in the comments. You're an idiot. Uh, Buddy Holly was dead. Buddy Holly was dead. Buddy Holly was dead. You're an idiot. Buddy Holly was dead. You're an idiot. Like it just went on. It's still, I still get messages once a week. Buddy Holly was dead in 1976 when he wrote this. You're an idiot. Okay, cool. Can you look at all publicity? Is good publicity. That's That's what I said. I was like, I'm letting it run. I'm letting it run. And I, and it went to, it's, it's at 1.1 million views. And my, for whatever reason, People still wanted to see more stories, I guess, poorly told music stories. And that, you know, got me to 10K, then 20. And then then I really started to have to work, like, to get to where I am now. And it, it's it been a grind. I mean, I think I'm about to hit 60,000. But nothing has ever popped off quite like that. There was another one where I went ape shit about a cup where you smash the cake in the bride's face or whatever. When And I was like, yeah. for the love of God, please stop doing this. It's, it's childish. It's, I mean, I went nuts one night in my car and that had probably about a half a million views and that kind of gave me another pop but it's just it's it's a random app man i can't ever tell you what's going to pop off you could make something spend all day on it and it goes nowhere or you could you know fart in the microphone and it gets 10 million hits i mean it's so besides youtube which one do you think gets more um kind of help if i had to pick right now between those two, put yeah. your money and your time in TikTok. You, YouTube is the slowest, hardest, most painful grind I've ever, ever, ever been on. I work yeah. my dick off, and my videos are great on there, and I'm at maybe 6,200 followers, and that's been years of, like, every Thursday, 3 o'clock, new video. And some of them are as polished and perfect as they can be. Some are more shot from the wedding. My assistant doing it with a little handheld rig. Dude, it is the slowest, hardest, most crowded, overpopulated grind that that you can possibly imagine. Nothing I've ever, nothing I've ever done on there has ever gone even pseudo viral. It is hard, hard, hard ass work. And and TikTok has surpassed the minutes viewed on Instagram. It, it surpasses minutes stay on from from YouTube. That all happened about have, a month or two ago. But have Put you got some of the TikTok? Spot- right so like say say those lights those lightsmith stands came from yeah youtube right they didn't come from no. tiktok no uh-uh. it came from instagram it came from instagram instagram wow yeah but i mean he would see my, he would see video? like i mean look at this picture here behind me you know he, he would see that but before i was using his stands and i would be using these like shitty like you know 9.99 amazon stands and he was like bro that ain't it like let me send you what i got a question are you 
so I know uh, the way TikTok works is a little different. You know, there's a threshold for YouTube. It's like you got to have 400 views, or I'm sorry, 400 hours viewed, a thousand subscribers before you start seeing any money. You know, is is there? A, does TikTok have a threshold? It's, with it is. Like I can't that? remember the threshold, it, but neither one of those, unless you were truly huge, are you going to make any money at? So put put just get your brain away from that. Like I think I just got my first TikTok check. And it was $35. Now, <laughs> if you're trying to make money on the internet and you're a DJ, I will tell you right now, Twitch, you can make money. I know guys paying their, DJ Fly pays his mortgage off, off, off TikTok. I mean, off Twitch. He streams every day. He's consistent. He's excellent. He's a hip hop master. He has an audience. He is, he, he knows that boom bap, New York, Wu Tang. Like he knows it better than people from, Shaolin like I mean the dude is absolute wizard <laughs> e even the other night we blew up the other night we had that stream before Christmas on the 23rd we had myself yeah. one of my DJs Aaron was here demand was on we brought Ragoza. in scratch bastard from Canada Ragoza with his wife absolutely yeah. shredded it we Crazy. made we so made $7,500 we made $7,500 now we didn't know but I'm not a partner and 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 twitch took half my money so I was like, I was like, oh Jesus, we blew up, y'all. And then I get the check, and it was thirty-seven hundred. I'm like, what just happened? I didn't know they took half your subs on Twitch. If you're not like an affiliate oh, or a partner, and I was like, they just absolutely blasted us. But like, I've never seen anything like that night, and we had not streamed in months, and all of a sudden we jumped on that night and we hit that that algorithm, and people started bits, subs, bits, subs, and it became crazy. You want to make money on the internet? Twitch is the move. Do not try and monetize TikTok and YouTube <laughs> unless you're like right. Mr. Beast and do something absolutely insane. He's yeah. killing it. No, I think that's all cool to like hear, just hear your thoughts on it all because you're somebody who is, I feel like, so good about doing everything, doing the most. You're you a to. worker. And, <laughs> and, and uh, so, so I think sometimes people you know, they, they might see you doing this and this and this, and they're going to be like, well, Joe's making money here and here and here and here. And sometimes it's just not the reality of things, no, you know, it's not, man, I would, I'll be honest with you. Affiliate stuff is, is, is a great source. Just, uh, just a quick FYI. You know, if you have the ability to sell something you believe in speakers, photo booths, up lights from China, like like I make really good money at being an affiliate for some of these people and their gear that I use. So, you know, think about it more that way and, and definitely don't worry about the metrics and the vanity and how many followers you have. That ain't it, man. There, there's other ways to make money. You don't have to have a million followers to do it. Cause I don't, I don't think I have 10,000 on Instagram, maybe 6,000 on YouTube. TikTok blew up because of a mistake. I mean, like I'm, I'm grinding, like just like everybody else trying to figure out what's going to work. Well, uh, we know you got to run, um, and we just want to say thank you for you know coming on the show. We really appreciate you taking the time to be with us uh, oh, yeah. here today. Uh, do you want to give your socials out so if guys know where to find you or what, sure. whatever else? Sure. I think Joe Bun is my favorite Instagram account. That's where you're really going to see the the true me, my shows, my kids, what I like to do. So it's J O E B U N N. Uh, Bun Gear is the command center, the the DJ booth that I make. B U N N G E A R. Those are probably
probably my two favorite, man. So so definitely check those out and and DM me. I always respond to my to my messages. I love to to talk to you guys. We've been talking about Instagram and or we've been talking about YouTube and TikTok. At least shout those out. Oh, TikTok is DJ Joe Bun. That's right. And uh, YouTube, just find uh, the DJ Joe Bun channel on YouTube, and it'll pop up, and you'll see. Uh, You'll see every, like I said, every Thursday, brand new video drops on YouTube. Uh, everything from gear to business tips to the gig logs from whatever I did the previous weekend. So a lot of content out there, man. Embrace it. Awesome. I watch well, it every week. You. Thank you, man. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. I love the TikToks. I always catch them and I always watch them. So I think it's interesting Dude. and I think the way you're doing it's great. I'm, I'm going to keep doing it, man. It's, it is a grind, but, but I think... I think I, I get a lot of compliments, man, and people seem to really like them. People love the music trivia stuff, and you know I keep tweaking it, trying to make them shorter, faster, more succinct. And I don't know, man. I, I'm just going to keep doing it for a while. I, I, I set a goal to to do it for six months, and so here we are, hitting the fourth month, and we'll see where it goes. You know, has it led to a show yet? No, I don't think so. But I know I know guys uh, wired up. Joe's on. Uh, I think he's Mister Wired Up on TikTok. Has gotten shows from it and speaking engagement. It's about TikTok. Another guy named Eric Rhodes out of Idaho. He does little mashups, and he's yeah. um, he's killing it. He's gotten shows from it. So there's business to be had from there, man. It's it's a marketing tool like everything else, man. Just you know, I, if 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 you're overwhelmed, I'll just say what I always tell people when I give a marketing seminar: pick one and try and kick it in the ass. You know what I mean? If you're gonna do Instagram, be good at it. If you're gonna do TikTok, be consistent and be good at it, and just stick to that. And when you feel like you've pseudo conquered it or, or start making some headway and then maybe open up the, the door to another one. You know, you can't do it all unless you're no, that's, that's good advice. <laughs> that's great advice too. Hell yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in today and thank you, Joe, for being here with us. We really appreciate you and uh, we'll see you guys next time.